0: Hi, I'm Antonio Centeno, and you're listening to the Personal Image System Podcast. Welcome to the Personal Image System Podcast. I'm Antonio Centeno, your host and the founder of Real Men Real Style. In this show, my goal is to help you learn to leverage the science of style to create your command presence. This is a personal image that sends the signal of competence and trust and will help increase your earning power and attraction levels. All show notes can be found at RealMenRealStyle.com along with hundreds of videos, articles, and infographics. Okay, so today, I'm going to be talking about ten ways to screw yourself over. And I'm doing this in a bit of jest, but I do find that as a human being, I continuously fall into these mistakes and I think it's a it's a false belief to think that when you look at leaders in your industry, when you look at people that are having great results to think that they are not making mistakes. Everyone focuses in on victories. We don't really focus in on the mistakes. These people are making them day in, day out. Even someone that's having, you know, look, look in the NBA, someone that is Stephen Curry, the guy is just amazing, LeBron James, these, these players, everyone sees the games they win. Everyone sees the shots they make, but they rarely focus in on the fact that they're missing still half their – over half of their shots don't go in. And and you're just like, wow, like, you know, these guys are still missing so many in baseball. If you look at to get into the Hall of Fame, it's okay if you strike out half the time as long as you hit the ball almost half the time. In fact, I think if you're hitting a 400, which is you're only, you know, getting on base four out of ten times, that is amazing. So, 10 ways we screw ourselves over, 10 ways I screw myself over. Really, that's what I'm – I just want to show you guys how human it is to fall into these so that you can figure out great systems and work hard to overcome them. Make sense? Let's get into it. So, the first way I screw myself is I make excuses. And it's really easy when you're living in another country, traveling, living abroad, you've got four kids, uh, you've got a wife who has a very different schedule. She likes to – my wife likes to stay up late. And I could use that as an excuse because, hey, I want to stay up and I want to go to bed with my wife. I like to be in and around her, in and around my kids. But – You know, that's an excuse because if I want to get up early in the morning, I want to create content, I want to do things in my business, I want to do things that matter. I've got to go to bed at a set time. I've got to get a certain amount of sleep and I've got to get up even when I don't feel like it. I've got to. So, all of this stuff, you can always find excuses. I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't have the knowledge, I'm not, you know, I don't have the training, I don't have the connections. But what that does, it makes us feel good. That's why we use excuses. But what it does is it makes it seem like being able to get away from it or accomplish anything is beyond our power. And that's a dangerous place to be because if something's beyond your power, if you can't affect it, kind of like the weather, if you can't affect the weather, then there's nothing you can do about it. You just let it affect, you know, keep doing what it's doing. And, you know, right now, I'm looking out here in the window. It's snowing here in Ukraine. But, uh, the point being is you can have an effect on many things in your life. Yeah, maybe you can't make – you could use the excuse, I'm not happy with who's the president. Uh, I know in the United States, we got a lot of people that are happy, a lot of people that are very upset. And, At the end of the day, it is what it is and you can either use that as an excuse or you can focus in on what you can do. You can spend more time with your family. You can spend more time with your kids. You can, you know, start some local activism groups. Uh, You can work on the next generation of leaders. You can work to be a current leader. There's so many things that we love to fall into excuses because they're easy and they make us feel good. They don't require a whole lot of work and that's the problem is that – if you really want to make a difference, you've got to suck it up, you've got to stop making excuses, and you got to put your head down and do the work. Way to screw yourself over number two is don't have focus. So, whenever you walk outside, you see the sun, it warms you up, it feels great, right? Well, what happens when you take a magnifying glass and you take those same sun – the rays from the sun and you magnify them down on something? You can start a fire. You can burn through things simply by taking that energy and focusing it. So many times in our business, we're all over the place. We're working on five projects in one day and we don't get anything accomplished. Instead of being all over the place on your business, all over the place maybe with your family, how about you take the time to focus in and get things accomplished? One of the problems, especially I know in business, is if you are focused on too many things, then in a sense, a, a 50% finished project – I know for me, like a 50% finished email sequence doesn't get launched. And I I know this is a personal story of mine. I worked on an email sequence for a year. Actually, I take that back. I really only worked on it for – I don't know, five hours over the period of a year because I kept putting it off, making excuses, not being focused in on what needed to be done. Because as soon as I sat down and actually got done what needed to get done, it was actually done within two days. Yeah, two days of probably six hours of work each day, but I was able to do it because I just sat down and focused in on it. Now, right up next to focus and this is number three is multitasking. So, multitasking is – you know it's the idea and this came out of the idea that computers multitask that's really where it started becoming popular uh so if you know a lot of people think computers multitask computers don't actually multitask what they do is they've got processors that are so fast they can switch back and forth between things but if you have an older computer you've probably seen what happens when you start putting on programs and other things which take too much of it, it, it basically it just slows the whole thing down you don't have, you know, that raw processing power of that computer. Now, you've got something even better. You've got the ability to – you've got intent, you've got creativity. There are many things you have which a computer will never have. But, you've – can't be thinking that you're a great multitasker. They have done tests on this and we do not multitask well. In fact, they've shown that multitaskers fail like they they fail to gather information. They basically, it's, it's a complete waste. You need to getting back to point number two, focus in, get the job done and don't fall into that trap of thinking that you can multitask. Way we screw ourselves over number four is ignoring discipline. So, a lot of people, they don't like the word discipline because it does have a, you know, for many people, a negative connotation. For me, I go back to my time in the Marine Corps and I respected discipline. Discipline to me was being able to get done and to do what needed to be done kind of very much like initiative except that you don't necessarily want to do it. It's just things that have to get done. I am disciplined. I will get through this. It's maybe a bit painful. It's something I'm not enjoying. It's something that maybe I don't even want to do, but I'm disciplined enough to know that it needs to be done. I've been asked to do it. Now, a lot of people, they want to ignore this. They want to say, I don't need to be disciplined. I can be to be. I'm, – I'm a creative. I need to work whenever I am inspired. I need to, you know, have, you know, I I need to be waiting for the perfect time, which is I'm going to bring this point in because that's another uh, way to screw yourself over is to wait for the perfect time. But, discipline is and I think Stephen King, he was good about like he had the discipline to realize that there is never the perfect time. And what he would do every single day is – and this is a creative, right? I mean, the guy's put out – but how did he put out so many books? At the same time, he was working a full-time job before he became a writer. He was a uh, – he was a school teacher, I believe. He talked about how every day he would sit down and he would write for an hour. He'd sit at a desk, stare at the wall, and he had to write – I think it was like four pages or something at the time. And he would do it no matter what. Some days, it was really painful but he would just get it done, and he would not go past what he needed to do. Other days, he would be inspired, and he would just knock through an entire chapter. So, discipline is something that we're always going to. It's we're all you're never going to feel comfortable being disciplined. But you know, not ignoring that is really a you know, and, and not realizing it's a great tool that we can use is is a recipe for disaster. Because you don't want to fall into the trap of waiting for the perfect time because specifically on this one, the perfect time will never appear. There's definitely are times that are better than others, but the perfect time is now. The perfect time is you getting fed up maybe with yourself, with the situation, uh, with maybe not having a business that runs well, with not having money, without having time. You're just like, you know… I'm going to do it right now. I did this – I remember with my first business, I would stay up all night sometimes. And and my wife thought I was a little bit crazy and she definitely made a good point of I'm not going to be productive the next day. But see, there was a fire under my backside to get things done and I wasn't – I was like, you know. I'm just going to stay up all night. Yeah, tomorrow I'll be tired and I'll, you know, I won't necessarily feel that great, but there's nothing huge going on and I'm inspired right now to get some stuff done. Nowadays, I try not to do that because I've got I've got more kids and I've got more riding on, uh, you know, my business. I need to be more alert during the day and I have a little bit more discipline. But, I, I realized that waiting for the perfect time is is a very, very dangerous trap. Now, the sixth way that we screw ourselves over is that we try to make things perfect. And perfection is a very dangerous thing. I I think it's great to have perfection, but how many things in life are perfect? pretty much, I, you know, it's very rarely we ever get to that point. And if you're waiting for perfection, for your product to be perfect before you try to sell it, before your course to be perfect, before you launch it, before that book to be perfect, before you get it to the, to the editor or you put it out there on the web for, you know, people to, to read through, you are going to have that thing for years. Instead, Get out the 80% solution, the, the solution that gets the job done, that is good enough that people can give you feedback and then you can adjust. I get emails all the time, Antonio, you misspelled something in this article. Antonio, I noticed in your video you made this mistake. You should pull down the video and redo it. I, these people, I mean, I appreciate them being free editors. But when it comes down to it, I do not let perfection slow me down. I give myself and the way to get past perfection for me is to put deadlines out there. So, by having these deadlines, I go out there and I make things happen and I, I ship it no matter whether or not it's ready. Um, you know, usually it's a, a point where it's good enough. I definitely feel, oh, gosh, I wish it was better. But I get it out there and then magically, funny enough, you know, I'm my own worst critic and most people are pretty happy with mo- much of the content I put out there. way you screw yourself over, number seven, is that you don't prepare. So, very similar to making excuses, a lot of people have reasons why they don't prepare. You know, I already work eight hours a day, ten hours a day, and then I come home, I've got dishes, I've got, I've got two kids, I've got, um, you know, I've, I've got to do this, got to do that. Well, If you're going to succeed with whatever you're doing, you've got to put in the preparation time. And I was just reading about Tom Brady. He's in his – we haven't had the Super Bowl here yet, but he's going to be – I think his seventh Super Bowl appearance. And they're like, you know what separates Tom Brady from a lot of other people is just his dedication to preparation and how hard he prepares. You heard this about all these great – athletes. I mean, of course, they've got natural talent. Of course, they've got, you know, many things going for them. They went to some of the best schools. They got some of the best training, all this other stuff. But what you hear is that they didn't waste that. They were prepared. And I think that's a compliment to say you may not be the best in your industry, you may not be the biggest, you may not make the most amount of money, but there's very little competition for who's going to be the most prepared person in your industry. And I can guarantee you, if you're the most prepared person in your industry, whether you're speaking, whether you're you're going out meeting people, whether you're going to work, if you are always the most prepared, there is a lot of value there because people know they can count on you, that you have the answers, that you are their go-to person. And after – and fame, attention, uh, reward, all of that is a byproduct of preparation. So, another way to screw yourself over is to be a yes man or a yes woman. I know we've got about 5 to 10% of you ladies out there listening to this, but to always say yes because the problem with saying yes to everything is that whenever an amazing opportunity comes along, you're not going to have the bandwidth to truly say yes to it. My rule is it's either a hell yeah Or it's a no. And I say no the vast majority of the time. No is my default answer that I tell my assistants whenever ideas, projects come my way. It's like, no, no, no. And that way, whenever I see something that is amazing, I can say yes to it. And when I say yes to it, I've got free time to be able to take it on. One of the things that drives me is again, I talk about my family a lot because I try to use them as, and it sounds bad. I use them as drivers. I'm going to be honest, you know, it's I don't mean it to sound bad, but I have a sign up that says, you know, is taking on this project to doing this work worth the time I could be spending with my family? So, for them, they're a driver for me to make sure that I say no to people because if I say yes to you to mentor you like and, uh, and I get a lot of people that want to come, you know, want me to be their mentor and I, I am honored, I appreciate that. It's very hard to say no, but the reason I say no to most of that is I've got four young kids I need to mentor. I've got other people, I've got 15 employees that I need to mentor. And for me to have someone, they've got to earn and I admit I do take on a few people here or there, but they find back doors, they find ways to get in and then, yes, I do make time. But oftentimes, I find that most people, they're wanting and they want that easy yes from you, but they're not oftentimes willing to put in some of the work themselves. So, way number nine that you're going to screw yourself over is you're going to stop learning. I'm a huge fan of Audible. I try to carry a book with me whenever I'm traveling, hey, it doesn't require any time to fire up. It doesn't matter. You know, I I actually feel most people aren't reading books and there's so much in books that you're just not going to find on the web, but I look for long-form content. So, audiobooks, regular books, I do read many articles, but oftentimes the websites I follow either are the writer is very concise and he gets to the point. Or he's very – he'll put it out in 2,000 to 3,000 words, hence why I love websites like like The Art of Manliness because I know Brett and Kate do amazing research. They bring in great guest posts and their stuff is very detailed. But never stop learning. In your industry, you need to stay up on everything. And then, look outside your industry. Find ways to bring in new ideas because that's – when cross-pollination happens, that's how – that's how magic happens because – A lot of people ask me, Antonio, how do you get ideas for for these things that you're doing in the men's style industry? I'm like, well, I steal them from other industries because I realize I'm not the most creative guy and I simply look at something that's being done somewhere else and then I bring it to mine. So, the final way I screw myself over and I'm going to talk about is being a lone wolf. And that's I try to do everything myself. And one of the reasons I like to do a lot of things by myself is I feel I do a pretty good job and I want to make sure it's done to my quality level and it seems like, well, couldn't I just, you know, if I stay focused on this, I'm going to get a lot done. And to a point, that's true. But you're going to at some point, if you want to have a big impact, you're going to have to build up a team. You're going to have to surround yourself with peers, with people that inspire you, with people that are better than you. Here's what's interesting is you build up a company, you initially hire people who fill in your weaknesses. But then you realize that your strength becomes your weakness because you are the bottleneck. You're the limiting factor, the person that you reserve yourself to do this, but you're having less and less time. And to realize and you need to have the humility to realize that you're not the best in the world at this particular thing. And even if you are, you can't give an unlimited amount of time to it. So, there's only so much reach you can have. So, I love I love the idea of someone that goes out there and knows how to do everything in their company and works very hard but don't be a lone wolf because if you try to do everything yourself you're going to you're building it all on a single focal point which at some point will break will fail something will happen so if you want to create something that's going to last something that's going to be able to reach a lot of people you need to bring able to, you want to bring in others who can help you achieve that goal All right. So, if you want the show notes, go over to realmenrealstyle.com forward slash episode 47. Thank you for listening to the Personal Image System Podcast. If you would like more information on men's style, business communication, and grooming, go check out realmenrealstyle.com. There, you're going to find my free ebooks and our premium courses to help you take action on the information that will improve your life. I'm Antonio Centeno, and until next time, stay stylish.